sprinkling something on it. What is that stuff? It's a blend of aromatic spices with a smoky barbecue taste. Welcome to Set Meals, a weekly food show about the moments that surround mealtimes. I'm Samuel Ashton. And I'm Taylor Fawcett. Uh, yeah, can I have the langoustine, please? Tay? And a carafe of house white. Where are you? We don't know that much about food, but we do know we enjoy it. Taylor! Sam, I'm trying to do an intro, pal. Where are you? Uh, Greece. Milos, to be exact. Bloody lovely it is, too. I'm sat on the beach, reading Song of Achilles by Madeline Miller. Just ordered myself some lunch. A couple of langoustines. Look, mate, I'm not really sure literally phoning it in right now is the right thing to do. What are your reservations? It's your reservations that are the problem, to be honest. Ah. Look, you go back to your lobster. Uh, langoustine. All right, langoustine. And I'll steady the ship. We've actually got a ship sorted for tomorrow. Well, it's a, a boat. Uh, we go right around the coast at sunrise. Yeah, got a fantastic price. Right, good. Uh, how are you going to produce absolute food podcasting gold without me across the table? Look, I'll make it work. I'll call in some favours. Take away. Favours. Not flavours. Favours. I'll call in some favours. Ah, I got you. Anything else then? No, mate, no. You just get back to your lobster. Langoustine. And I'll take it upon myself to produce this week's A-star audio production. Lovely job. Right. See you next week. For fuck. Welcome to Set Meals, a weekly food show about the moments that surround mealtimes. I'm Samuel Ashton, and I'm usually joined by my food friend, Taylor Fawcett, but unfortunately, he's left me this week for warmer climates. Lingries, bloody holiday, bloody lovely. So I'm here to keep this production ticking along. We're seven episodes in, and this podcast, Set Meals, has been met with some pretty positive feedback. My only quibble would be Sam's trip to Turin. Frankly, he's a disgrace. Well, mostly positive. And the visual side of the operation is looking absolutely fire also. Check out at Set Meals Podcast on Twitter and Instagram for a selection of visual cues that support the show. And furthering that, drop us a DM. We're keen to know what your thoughts are on the show, what you've been eating, and what you think we should be eating. So, with the absence of Taylor this week, I've mixed it up a little. Uh, The restaurant section of the show will still remain as usual uh, at the second half of the show, although I have roped in a special guest this week. Uh, Seeing as I'm in Athens airport right now, I just wanted to let you know that I'm giving you my blessing to go and review with somebody else. The first part, though, is going to be a listener question section rather than the usual news section. I put a shout-out on Instagram and Twitter a few days ago uh, asking you guys to drop me voice notes and ask any questions that you have about food, about the show, about Tay and I, mainly me because Tay's away. And, yeah, just give me something to talk about, basically, because it's a lot lonelier in the studio without Taylor here. So yeah, that's the intro done. Let's just get into it and uh, and we'll see how we go. All right, so like I've mentioned, um, the top of the show this week is going to be listener questions. So I pinged out a message on Twitter and Instagram um, asking you to send me voice notes and or messages, your food questions, what you wanted to know. What was on the tip of your tongue? What this kind of podcast had drawn out of you, if anything? All right, let's get straight into it. Uh, The first question is from Laura Kirk. Uh, Laura asks... In your last episode, you talked about, or you mentioned Happy Meals uh, from McDonald's, which made me feel very nostalgic. Um, So I want to know, what is your favourite food from when you were a teenager? Like, what did your mum cook you for tea that you just wish you could have, or maybe still do, now all right with that 
off the bat, and I've mentioned this before, I'm going to have to say all Del Paso Fita kits. Definitely. Without without even thinking about it. Because it, it, even, even to this day, I still get excited about it. I've got no shame in saying that, that I still get excited every single time I walk down that like yellow section of the supermarket. I always had them as a kid. Maybe this isn't the case, but I feel like I ate them every weekend. I feel like I ate them every Friday or Saturday without fail. And I always, always, and that's a sign of the times, I always used to buy like a pack of chicken and the kit, obviously, standard, and peppers and onions and whatever, the necessities. And then I always used to buy like a sour cream pot on the side. Uh, I was like, why is it beyond my ears? I was like 15 and a two litre bottle of Coke terrible like that is such a sign of the times that i would never ever fucking think of doing that now two little bottle of coke old el paso fita kit cook it up so salty that like salt mix like the rub um which i'm pretty sure is like all salt and just garlic powder okay google show me the ingredients of old el paso fita kit seasoning mix cornstarch maltodextrin salt sugar monosodium glutamate spiced chili pepper one Christmas when, <laughs> I don't know how old I was, I think I was pretty young. This is how far back it goes, right? So I think it goes back to like super young because one Christmas, uh, when it was, I used to live with my mum when I was a kid and uh, my mum was like, what do you want for Christmas? Dinner. And I was like, I want, I want old El Paso for you to get. And mum was like, what? And I must have been eight, nine, maybe, maybe a little bit older. And I think my mum immediately regretted asking me and then followed through. And uh, there we were, eating old El Paso Fita kits for Christmas dinner in like 2000, well, 2000 maybe, 2011. I don't know why they are so good, but I do feel like I've become more aware of the fact that they are a nostalgia ringer. I always used to think like that they weren't a thing, but having spoken to people more recently, it's become very obvious to me that old El Paso Fita kits are like a staple nostalgic item. Uh, of a, like of a certain age. Guess who's cooking tonight? He's butchering a chicken breast as we speak. Oh, uh, now he's sprinkling something on it. What is that stuff? It's a blend of aromatic spices with a smoky barbecue taste. Did you get that? Aromatic spices. Yeah. Well, I'll call you tomorrow if I'm still alive. Well? Well, make me another one and I'll tell you. Have you tried old El Paso fajitas? I actually didn't feel like... I didn't realize Old El Paso as a brand was so big until sort of semi recently. And like, I actually, I hate, I hate all the new iterations of it. New iterations include crispy chicken version, fiery jalapeno and tomato, hot three peppers, not as hot as that fucking Vindaloo sandwich last week, uh, honey and chilies fajita cooking sauce, never seen that before, gluten free, fair, um, roasted pepper and tomato. Extra mild, also bullshit, because the fucking real one isn't particularly spicy. The OG one is spicy barbecue, I think. Smoky barbecue. Smoky barbecue. They've got, like, chipotle. There was never words being banded around, like, chipotle back in the day on old El Paso Fajita kits. That is a that is definitely a new addition. And I want to make it damn clear that I never even went... I never went near the stand and stuff uh, tacos. I don't think they were a thing. It was strictly... Uh, old El Paso fajita kit with those super bouncy, flowery wraps, um, the little yellow sachet of um, salsa, and a really suspect spice mix. All right, second question. Sam, this is James Horncastle from On the Continent. Great European football show, by the way. And 
BT Sport. I'm calling in, uh, A, because I love the set meals, B, uh, because my only quibble would be Sam's trip to Turin where he really didn't experience what is great Piedmontese food, wine. Frankly, he's a disgrace. But um, now I hear you're going to be talking about pizza this week, so I want him to get it right. Um, so these are the things that you need to bear in mind. Pizza in Rome, thin base, okay? Naples, thick base. It's crucial. Also, any pizza outside of Italy can't really be considered pizza because if you're going to have buffalo mozzarella, it, you need to consume it within, like, I don't know, as soon as possible. The idea that you can fly it out of Italy and it's as good as fresh is just utter rubbish. The other thing, pineapples. Do not put pineapple on pizza. Uh, if you want a kind of guide to this, go on YouTube watch what happens when a guy tries to do that in Naples basically masquerades as a pizza delivery boy uh, puts pineapple on all the orders and it's like an episode of Gamora he's lucky he doesn't get whacked um, so these are the things that I'm going to I think I'm going to ask you what is your favourite pizza gaff in London it's a difficult question because I'm, I, as I mentioned you know you're kind of condemned by geography um, but I'm gonna. I, I want to hear you out. I want to see what you guys think is the best. James Horncastle with a comprehensive question there and a considerable personal attack. I suspect James isn't gonna appreciate my findings here, but um, here we go nonetheless. My top London pizza spots are as follows: three. I'm saying yard sale pizza. Um, yard sale is stone baked pizza. They've got spots in. Clapton, Finsbury Park, Walthamstow, and Leightonstone. It's not Neapolitan style. It's like stone baked pizza. They have, uh, they've got like a nine ten item menu. My favourite yard sale, holy pepperoni, is a big vibe. It's got pepperoni and duja on it. Really good. And they do a TSB, which is uh, tender ten broccoli, manchego, and pine nuts. I never used to like yard sale that much, but it feels like the best takeout pizza option. Especially James, a lot of like Neapolitan pizza doesn't travel very well, so like that is definitely a factor. Although I know you're going to say like you shouldn't travel with it, you should eat there, but probably eat with a knife and fork as well. You absolute heathen. So yeah, so yard sales definitely on the list. Number two, out of left field, I'm going to say Ico on Gooch Street. So like Ico Pizza is a really no frills pizza spot on the corner of Gooch and I forget get what the other road is big old spot very like new york feel in how it how it looks and how it uh, how it's kitted out it's all stainless steel like stool seating the pizza is super no frill so as an example their diavola has chicken and mushroom on it which is bizarre but it's so cheap you can get like a full pizza for six quid and uh yeah the service is quick and it's right in the middle of town Top spot has got to be Home Slice. I've mentioned Home Slice before on the podcast. We mentioned it in episode two. And Home Slice is just the spot, man. Not traditional at all. Sorry, James. Um, But I love the pizza. Not a pineapple in sight, though. So you'll be happy about that. Their salami and parmesan and rocket is fucking unreal. Again, brilliant after a beer and you can grab it by the slice and sit outside and it's an absolute treat big old slices and their chorizo corn coriander is an absolute vibe as well a little bit of chili oil on top it's a delight um the service is always decent people are good people 
So sorry, James, it's not Neapolitan, it's not traditional. Also honourable mention to Pizza Union, which is the the very cheap rent week option. You can get like a margarita pizza for like four quid. But yeah, that's top three. Yard sale, Ico, home slice. All right, third and final question comes from Jake Evans. If I'm looking for new restaurants, new things opening up in London, where should I be going? Like, what are the websites? Who should I be following? Where should I be looking to get that information? I'm a constant peruser of Eater, their Instagram, and but more so their website. Eater's got uh, it's quite like industry focused. It has like a lot of information on restaurants and stuff going on, new chefs, things happening in the industry generally. Uh, it's a pretty good one-stop shop for uh, information about the city, like the city's food scene. Uh, aside from that, very similarly, uh, Hot Dinners is quite good. Hot-Dinners.com. Um, very again, a bit industry-led. They go and like test drive food. They've got more of a, uh, an opinion than Eater. I think Eater's quite um, neutral in how they attack things, uh, whereas Hot Dinners gives uh, their opinion on restaurants and meals and etc. etc. Aside from that, like aside from kind of like industry-led info stuff, uh, just general like food content that I'm consuming, Bao is always pretty satisfying bow underscore london their just general brand aesthetic is fucking brilliant and i i can't get enough of it i'm not sure who shoots a lot of their um their plate photography but it's really good and it's like proper on point it's, it's a big vibe uh, and also they have like amazing illustrations all the time and just like they, they've recently released like their new website and it's all like pixelated like 32-bit style it just looks fucking wicked. Like everything they do looks really good. And it really like comes through in their restaurant spaces as well. Like as a brand, like Bow is like the, the tightest, the tightest restaurant group in London, in my opinion at the moment. So good. Uh, yeah. So Bow underscore London for those guys. Uh, thoroughly enjoy Taste Cadets Instagram account. Uh, they're three pals that um, just like literally roam around and eat their way around cities. They're based in London, but they do do a heap of traveling. One of the dudes is from Corrupt FM and he roams around with two of his pals, Kieran and Marcus. And uh, yeah, they just seem to have a bloody lovely time. The content's always pretty consistent. Yeah, they just do cool shit. They roam around. Their Instagram stories is pretty good value. They're always on like Boris bikes and just like bouncing around town. And they, uh, they, they uncover some spots. Also, I absolutely love and cannot get enough of uh, the What Was Had Instagram account at What Was Had they basically draw meals that they've had and they like illustrate them in like their notebook and then just take a picture of it. It's basically just like a food diary, but an illustrated food diary is so good. And it's like one of the most sort of unique uh, Instagram accounts I've come across in a long, long time. But yeah, so you should check those guys out. But yeah, they're, they're my spots. They're my, um, they're my tips. They're what I kind of like consume and enjoy consuming in terms of like websites, info, social media accounts, etc. Cheers, Jake, for getting in touch. All right, cool. That sums up the listeners' questions section. I enjoyed it. Thank you for getting in touch. I really appreciate it. An incredibly sweaty cycle to Clerkenwell. Uh, The first time in a long time that I have cycled through rush hour traffic in the centre of London. Not welcome. Uh, As you know by now, Taylor is not here this week. He is uh, sunning himself in Greece Um, aptly and very unintentionally. And I only just realised now I'm going for Greek food without Taylor, not in Greece. Uh, I'm going to a restaurant called Great, spelt 
with a capital G, a capital R, EAT. Offensive, I know, but it is what it is. It is restaurant choice of Will Ackman, who I mentioned on the pod a couple of weeks ago. Will is the founder, editor, whatever his title is. Uh, we'll get some clarity on that later of Triple Cooked Zine that I waxed lyrical about a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Will knows all the spots, uh, usually under his date night guys. So yeah, let's uh, let's see what spot. I think there's talk of Negroni pre-dinner, which uh, I know I've previously judged, but uh, I'm willing to give it a chance. Yeah. Hello, mate. How's it going, buddy? How you doing? Good to see you. Good to see you, mate. You, man? It's been a fucking minute. Looking smart. Will is one of the coolest guys I know, um, but he is super knowledgeable about food. He's really into it. He is articulate. He is well-informed and he is very into his food we basically we caught up i hit up will when i knew tay was going to be away and will jumped the chance to be on the pod uh for which i'm thankful for because he's a busy dude so we met on a tuesday evening uh after work and uh, heading down to farringdon road um to go and grab some greek food completely unintentionally this wasn't meant to be the sort of unofficial Greek episode, but uh, yeah, Will suggested a spot called Great, spelled capital G, capital R, E-A-T, which sounds hideous and it looks pretty basic from the outside. It looks pretty standard, normal, um, kind of like very like kebab shop, Turkish vibe, um, very sort of like a blue exterior, pretty terrifying font being used. Um, just very nondescript, basically. It's a few doors up from um, Quality Wines and Quality Chop House, which is uh, subsequently Will's local, um, so he knows the area well. Uh, Great is the spot that Will grabs uh, Giros after drinking copious amounts of wine in Quality Wines. So um, something to really soak up all the all the alcohol, usually. Though we weren't alcohol-soaked um, this particular evening. We uh, we met up after work and we headed uh, we headed around the corner first to grab um, a couple of Negronis, which I have been opposed to and vocally opposed to on this podcast previously. However, uh, I was willing to give it another chance. Uh, I'll have whatever you're having, man. I'm going to get a Negroni. Yeah, perfect. And I enjoyed it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. We stood outside on Exmouth Market, outside a bar. The name of the bar escapes me currently, but it was very enjoyable indeed. Exmouth Market is not an area that I frequent that often, but um, very enjoyable. Had a couple of Negronis, got some focaccia, and uh, stood outside and got warmed up a little bit. Will and I caught up and talked about the magazine he just launched and uh, talked about... um, his cooking and how he wanted to cook a bit more, which was super nice to hear. He just got back off a trip from uh, Japan, actually. So he was um, filling me in on his uh, on his spots and his list and his findings. I think, I think it's the second or third time he's been there now. So he's uh, he was waxing the ruckle about the food scene in Tokyo. Pizza studio Tamaki. One of my top five pizzas I've ever had in my entire life. Right, the guy called Tamaki-san. Like... He's just mastered the Neapolitan pizza. Like, it's, he, if you see him do it, right, I think there must be a clip somewhere on Instagram. The way he, like, massages an equal number 
when he's going around the dough and he basically he's like building air into the, into the crust yeah. and then he's got like he's got tomato from somewhere in Japan always things locally produced yeah. and yeah and we and we uh, we sipped some Negronis as the sun went down it was all very delightful and then we went around the corner and uh, and grabbed some Greek food <laughs> So Great has, you walk in and uh, there's a big old stainless steel kitchen area on the right-hand side. Um, and it is, like I say, it's a super nondescript restaurant. Um, really, really no frills, simple Greek dining. Um, I don't eat a lot of Greek food, um, not for want of trying, but I just feel like there's not really any amazing spots directly near me. So I don't really go out of my way to get it. So off the bat, we we sat down and um, the restaurant was super quiet. Like bearing in mind, it was like a Tuesday evening around 7.30, 8 o'clock maybe. So it wasn't a particularly like buzzing time. There was a couple of guys who looked like regulars on the left-hand side and then another couple right opposite them. But other than that, the restaurant was completely empty. Uh, we grabbed a couple of beers off the bat. And uh, yeah, I saw I sort of let Will take the lead slightly. Um, we opted to get two Giros. I think we're going to go for some Giros. I normally go wrap. What do you recommend? Depends. Are you hungry? <laughs> you want everything uh, on your tomato lettuce chips? Everything. Uh, tzatziki. Lots of love tzatziki. We got a uh, halloumi salad and an item that uh, I don't really to this day know what it was. It was sort of like, it looked like a deep fried piece of cheese. The cheese was super pungent and it was the hottest item I've ever put in my mouth. It was so fucking hot. <laughs> One more appetizer, something really Greek, something traditional which you love. Don't tell us, don't tell us, don't tell us. We've got halloumi ready. One more thing, but don't tell us what it is. Yeah, you can pick, don't, don't tell us, don't tell it's us a surprise. Just, just order. Yeah, Greek yeah. thing. I mean, I know everything's Greek. Not crazy big, not crazy big, but something tasty. Perfect. Okay, I like that. <laughs> Thanks very much, <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Then I kind of like, we're, we're both as bad as each other in the sense that we will over-order and we want to try a little bit of everything. Uh, for example, the first time I ever met Will, we went to uh, Chinatown to shoot something for his magazine, actually. And um, it was sort of like we chatted on the internet and we were like internet pals at this point and we'd never actually met. So we like grabbed a few beers and, and rummed around Chinatown. And uh, on that particular evening, we ordered so much food for two people. It's like a Chinatown all over again. We yeah. far too much. <laughs> we both over-ordered. We knew the Giros was going to be big. Will goes there regularly. He knew how big it was. Exceptional. Thank you. This is everything I wanted more. <laughs> and our Giros came and they were vast. They came with the chips inside, with the paprika dusting. Um, it was a big old Giros, a big old wrap. Um, again, no frills, filled with like the standard like tomato, lettuce, raw onions, etc. Uh, the meat was super good, like it was super fresh, very enjoyable. Thing is, like the 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 absolute game changer for me is the tzatziki. The tzatziki in in uh, in Greek food, man, just put that in a bowl in front of me and just give me a spoon because that is setting anything off. Also, with the halloumi salad, I'm going to say it, I think halloumi is a little bit overrated. I feel like people love to love halloumi, but I think when, like, 
the texture isn't that fun to eat and it's so salty that it's just a bit too much i think halloumi might be an overrated cheese if not maybe the most mainstream overrated cheese out there don't at me um but i think it is i think it's overrated i would never go and get halloumi again i don't think uh not because this was particularly bad but just because i think it's a bit like i think there are better options out there for sides and especially when it comes to greek salads there are definitely better options than a halloumi salad um so yeah so i mean we 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 shot the shit and and ate our food it was super quiet the guy actually over my shoulder uh there was two friends that came in just after us and the guy over my shoulder ordered a uh we were eavesdropping on their conversation and the guy ordered a giros but like an open giros like on a plate and it came i'm not kidding you it was like a fucking platter of meat it was so big on a massive plate and like a pile of various meats and will and i looked at each other at one point and kind of like I let out a sigh of relief because we we almost ordered two of those rather than the Giros, which would have been an absolute rookie mistake. Uh, and midway through our conversation, I did actually find out something about Will that uh, that stunned me. Will is like a very well versed food man. Uh, he's got expensive taste and he, he gets around a lot and he knows his shit. But I was very surprised to find out that he had he too had a um a soft spot for shit fast food is that your go-to crave food then yeah. what would you crave after like those drinking you got too food do you want greek food money man kfc really really you kfc guy I won't even lie. Like really? so, many, so many more bites than you think. Which made me like him even more, to be honest. It, 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 the bond grew stronger. I love a fucking KFC. I don't care what right. you think. That is to me. It's so satisfying thing. The big um, gauge of a person on this podcast mm. is what your KFC sides are. Go to. Right, this is going to be outrageous, right? I used to be a gravy guy. But now, you said used to be, I like that. Used to be going around. I can't even lie. Now, I trade the side for a large portion of chips. Because, no, because the reason why, I can always, I always take a takeaway, right? Yeah. And I've got the QP mayonnaise at home. All the good stuff, I've got all the hot sauces, I've got all the stuff you need. Okay. And so for me, it's just like. I'd rather have yeah, I'd rather have the side and bring it back and dip it. I don't need I don't need like, the this shit sweet with the KFC. Mm. I, I bang cheesy mayonnaise and I just like I don't need all of this bloody. You know what? That's the best answer. Honestly, the hack, the QP mayonnaise hack. If anyone else has a premium condiment hack for fast food, I would genuinely love to hear it. Yeah. So great, Farringdon Road. Around the corner from Exmouth Market. Thank you for um, coming with me, Will. Uh, I very much appreciate it. If you want to check out Will's uh, own food adventures, you should check him out at W-L-A-K-M-A-N, W-Lackman, or search at Triple Cooked. Thank you, man. Thank you, dude. Thanks. Right. Amazing. That is the uh, Taylorless episode. Done. Finished. Completed. <laughs> Cheers, dude. Pleasure, dude. Uh, Tay will be back next week, as will I. Um, we have uh, a normal episode next week. We'll be back. New section, restaurant section, etc. However, we will be talking about some very exciting stuff uh, in next week's episode. So 
please tune into that. Tay and I are both very excited. Very excited. You will not believe. So yeah, tune into that. Uh, there's some stuff happening over the summertime, which we're bloody excited about, amongst some other things. Uh, remember to check us out on Instagram and Twitter, at Set Meals Podcast, uh, for visual cues uh, surrounding this episode. That's where you can find pictures of Will and I at Great, amongst other visual delights. Uh, again, thanks for listening, and I'll uh, I'll see you next week. Also, we should drink more peach iced tea in England.